the homework that i have done is for, i mean i have understood what is the life that a celebrity leads i have studied about it how emotions play a role in a person makes the person a human then i saw that i am creating harmony in people's lives and i always say postponing the problem is not helping in any way rather you will get ready to pay a bigger price for postponing it this is the 39th episode of dream 100 show with mr akshara damble welcome to dream 100 show listener i'm your host savita hosamani each week we interview today's most successful and inspiring business owners with winning teams who had the courage to chase their dreams in spite of all their challenges or we go on to explore one aspect of evolving business owners cultivating their inner strengths for personal growth which will impact business profits positively join us as we bring you everything that goes on in the minds of successful business owners during decision making process and gain insights to make smarter decisions welcome to dream 100 show mr akshara damle thank you thank you so much so let's get started sure i am all excited from what i see is uh, there is a logo displayed behind your back and i see there is a heart there is a m and a v so what does this heart <laughs> stand for <laughs> right this is a very interesting question and uh, i had spent a, a lot of time in design this logo the primary reason is uh, generally what we think is psychology means it's all about our thought process but as i started practicing i what i realized is it's all about emotions how emotions play a role in a person makes the person a human i wanted to focus on that aspect and that is why i made sure that we have a heart of course there is a brain that m is also indicative of brain there <laughs> yeah so that is how it is Uh, both we i mean we have to take care of both brain as well as heart and uh, in the same way thoughts emotions and behavior so that's how this heart is predominantly coming in my logo <laughs> very nice so it is the head to heart connection <laughs> absolutely <laughs> <laughs> beautiful very very beautiful you call yourself as the harmony coach so how did that happen why harmony <laughs> ah Uh, initially i was calling myself a psychologist psychologist but uh, people were wondering what the psychologist is and whenever the word psychologist comes we end up talking about depression anxiety stress and all other disorders but i wanted to be in a different space i said what is that i am creating being a psychologist then i saw that i am creating harmony in people's lives at different levels individual level family level organization level or community level mm. so then i said so if i am creating harmony in their life why don't i call myself as harmony coach instead of just a psychologist that's brilliant so you are relating the outcome so that people look at it positively because 
the minute you say you're a psychologist, uh, like as you said, the people look only at the disorders, anxiety, depression. They yeah. think that uh, it is very... Um, not very uplifting, but the minute you say harmony, it gives a positive uh, attachment to it. Absolutely. <laughs> and also those who are not having any disorders also can reach out to a psychologist to better their life. So it's mm-hmm. not just that somebody who is going through any mental illness has to reach out. Mm-hmm. Any human being can reach out to a psychologist. That's why I call harmony. Oh, so yeah. it is uh, for uh, mental wellness, like how we do fitness. Now exactly. we can, <laughs> yes. wellness also comes into the picture. So yes. your logo, if it is turned, it becomes wellness. <laughs> Absolutely. <laughs> awesome. You have been a keynote speaker in various uh, uh, countries across uh, Malaysia, Singapore, Philippines. So how did that happen? Yes, I think especially people are becoming quite aware about uh, these issues. Again, they do not have many people who can speak about this. Uh, Social media platforms have been very instrumental in uh, people reaching out to me. That is how I got invited from all these uh, countries where they invited me to speak about, again, not just mental wellness, different aspects of mental wellness, like mental wellness for leaders, mental wellness for entrepreneurs, mental wellness for parents. So likewise, I have spoken on the aspect of mental health and wellness to different category of people. And also I'm part of a networking organization called BNI that also has helped me in getting these kind of invitations. For example, now let's take uh, my case. If at all, I want to know whether I am mentally well, like how we go for physical fitness. The minute we say that we are uh, gaining weight, we understand that, oh, now I have to become fit. So mentally, how do you understand that this is the time for me to start working on my mental fitness? This is a very critical question and very difficult question also to answer because there is no fixed measures for mental wellness. For example, for BP, you have 80 to 120 as a measure. Mm-hmm. Whether it is absolutely correct or not is a different question to answer, but at least you have some measures to uh, indicate whether you are mentally or uh, physically fit or not. But when it comes to mental health, there is no specific indicators as such. But what I would suggest is if there is any imbalance in the way you are dealing with people in terms of your thought processes, emotions or behavior or if there is any thought that is bothering you or any internally any shift that is happening in in you can be an indicator that something needs to be addressed being mindful of oneself keeping oneself under observation is a measure or is a tool through which they can uh, actually figure out whether something is uh, needed to be addressed yeah something like that but it's very difficult to it's very subjective i would say there is no specific measure but uh, i have come out with a model for how one can keep up mental wellness <laughs> because i see that every human being in the world has one or other issue it can be anger issues it can be sleeplessness it can be stress it can be irritability it can be frustration or it can be OCD also, right? So what I have given is a formula for mental wellness called REST, R-E-S-T. 
R stands for resilience and reflectivity. The moment you are reflecting on your thoughts, emotions, and behaviors, you will get to know something is off track. Then, how to come back is through resilience. Resilience is the method of bouncing back to normalcy. So, what is normalcy? Is the question for that? The answer is equilibrium of A, B, C. That is affection, behavior, and cognition. What does equilibrium mean? Equilibrium refers to a person is capable of accessing to all kinds of emotions or thoughts at equidistance. Suppose you feel angry, you should feel angry. But the question is, how fast you come back to normalcy? If you feel very happy, you have to feel happy, but you have to come back to normalcy. So this is what equilibrium is. Yes stands for sense of satisfaction, gratitude, and fulfillment. When you have these three elements in your life, when you are satisfied with what you are capable of doing and what you are doing, and when you have the sense of fulfillment that yes, I am in the right space. And also, you are grateful to the world, people, whoever is contributing to your life. That makes you humble and keeps you in peace. And T stands for true perception. Whatever you perceive, if you are perceiving it truly as it is, then you are not attaching any your meanings to them. Then it becomes easy to understand. So this is how I tell people to keep up their mental wellness. But as an indicator for illness or any. Kind of red flags you need to look into if you are off track from your day-to-day life. So that means to say, based upon the symptoms that we are undergoing in our daily life, if something is bothering us for a very long time, so we have to then notice. So it is constant observation of one's own self, which will lead us to understand that something is unwell within us. Absolutely. You have interacted with people across the globe. So, are the kind of challenges which people face across the globe uh, similar, or is it related to category-wise? Like when you said that it is entrepreneurs. Do all entrepreneurs face the same kind of problems, or do all uh, leaders face the same kind of problems? Uh, again, this is a very important question for us as mental health practitioners also. because what we end up doing is uh, we look at the symptoms and label them very easily that this is depression this is anxiety this is panic attack this is stress and so on but uh, i feel that every psychologist also has to be a student of sociology because society plays a major role in formulation of our psyche when we say or when we look at e- even globally the culture also plays a major role the influence on the psyche so i would say it is very diverse uh, condition that we look into maybe people are going through depression uh, india australia or us or germany or wherever but the reasons would be very very different so the modalities of treatment also has to change so for that the therapist has to be extremely sensitive to the cultural and social political aspects of that region so that we can treat the person in a in an appropriate way otherwise we may end up uh, doing bad or worse to the client than doing good any good to them so we have to be very mindful in doing it like as you said different cultures have got uh, different uh, kind of significances so uh, to be a global psychologist 
what is the criteria that you need to be prepared from your end so what i have done is uh, i interact with a lot of people and especially whenever the person is from other country i engage in understanding what is their culture what is their social setup what are their practices how do they look at life and so on and i also do a lot of reading and watch documentaries because i think uh, these kind of studies background studies are very very essential because once uh, a person from australia actually asked me see you are from india and i am from a different culture altogether can you really treat me i said yes definitely because i understand what you are trying to say and then the therapy went really well okay. so yeah so i think extensive reading understanding and interactions are the key for any psychologist to understand the global perspectives so in the, that case how do people reach out to you uh, i mean do they state their problem directly because this is a very sensitive subject <laughs> so this is uh, this is another major problem for that also i have come out with a solution generally what they do is they start a simple conversation they want to test the therapist how sensitive this person is so they will start a conversation either on an email or on a social media uh, profile like uh, linkedin or facebook or instagram for that matter so they just poke and see whether the person is sensitive enough and then slowly they will say what do you do how what is your therapeutic practice and so on i mean it is a clear indication for me that uh, something is bothering them then now what i have done is i have come out with a questionnaire a subjective questionnaire open ended questions they can look into these questions and answer them for themselves so what i do is i send this pdf to them and ask them to fill it up and anybody can fill it up not necessarily you have to go through any problem it is a self discovery questionnaire so you get to know about yourself better so when they answer these questionnaires it becomes easy for them to recognize what is that they are going through for example recently a person came to me and said look i have anxiety i do not know where is it coming from so i gave this questionnaire to him and then he came out with a list of issues that he has been facing so that makes it easy for them to then open up and uh, then the job is very simple when you know the root cause things are half solved you are a celebrity psychologist also uh, i mean you ha- should have a different mode of approach to treat these celebrities because i don't think so they are so much open as normal persons uh, uh, to come and state their problems because for them it is their profession the media everything is involved absolutely and uh, this is a major challenge for many celebrities and hence they do not reach out to any therapist for that matter whoever has come to me have come to me at the edge of it in the sense now it is a do or die situation now they have to reach to a therapist and somehow they reached and the initial questions will be this this the same will you be maintaining the privacy will you be keeping up all the things within you can i trust you these are the questions that they ask because their credibility their reputation everything is at stake so that becomes very difficult for them to reach out and very often they have said that we didn't know whom to reach out to whom can we trust who is reliable psychologist so these are all the questions because when you come to a psychologist you are telling the dirtiest secrets of your life while the people are celebrating your life your dirt comes out in front of psychologist and 
it should not be used in any negative sense so that is where the major challenge for celebrities in fact uh, uh, they also go through a lot of issues right from uh, performance anxiety to conflicts in their families or stress in terms of work because their work is not very scheduled sometimes they have to shoot for longer period of time in the night uh, and so on travel will be there and at the same time they also have to be in the on the toes because any new person can occupy their space so it's a constant kind of pressure on them and that is creating a lot of problems and at the same time managing the family affairs playing different roles is also another challenge that they face mm-hmm. yeah so you as a psychologist what are the challenges you face because uh, when you are treating such a person you would have given them a kind of routine and because of their tight work schedules they are not able to cope up with that or uh, uh, they can't speak openly or things like that so what are the challenges you face so the, these are all the challenges in the sense suddenly they will cancel the session or sometimes they uh, suddenly want a session something is happening can you get me uh, on a call or these kind of uh, requirements are always there from them and yes they are not able to maintain whatever we suggest uh, many a times they want privacy and they cannot come to my office for therapies so sometimes they want me to go to their uh, places or some other unknown place where other general public doesn't come so these are all the challenges that uh, they face and at the same time i also face because i also have to address these issues while looking into the major or core issues so it is a challenge but uh, i feel that uh, it is worth it because they appear as role models for the society and they carry a bigger responsibility as individuals when people are looking at their lives and if there is a bigger hole in their life then it becomes very difficult for them to accept it so that is when i made a conscious decision that yes i will have to do this but it is for their good well uh, looking at you you look like a very young guy and uh, you have got just 5 plus years of experience in this field the minute the people here psychologists and doctors uh, they will be looking at somebody very senior so when they look at a very uh, young guy like this you know, what is their reaction and do you think that you will be able to build that kind of uh, trust that uh, kind of uh, intimacy with them where yeah. they can open up age has been a boon as well as a kind of difficult challenge also because generally people say ye to bachcha hai kya kya karega <laughs> right so that is a major challenge but uh, what i do is i offer a free discovery call for half an hour in that the way i speak the way because the homework that i have done is i have been part of i mean i have understood what is the life that a celebrity leads in fact uh, i have studied about it in in very close corners of their lives and so when i ask certain questions they feel like oh this man understands our problems irrespective of the age and some kind of questions that come as a spontaneous a uh, question in the as a part of conversation they feel that okay this is something that i need to discover for myself and then they come up in fact interestingly i should tell you that a 72 year old lady comes for therapy with me openly shares whatever has happened in her life 
and uh, now she is performing really well she was suffering from fibromyalgia now she is doing very well even in her physical health not just mental health wow so that's the way it works wow so is language a barrier for you because you are from south and when you need to treat uh, people from different languages be it even in south or well as in north uh, india has got so many kind of languages so how do you overcome this language barrier uh, yes language is a barrier uh, i should acknowledge this because i can conduct a therapy in english kannada and hindi apart from that uh, other languages become a barrier in fact there were a couple of clients who were from tamil nadu whom i couldn't treat so language is definitely a barrier actually i am looking at uh, this uh, translators live translators as a modality for uh, my therapies because without language because language is everything when when you come when it comes for a therapy or counseling definitely that is a barrier but uh, wherever possible i try to uh, for example south indian languages i can understand a bit i tell them you speak let me try to understand and sometimes i use technology for some kind of translation but definitely that is a challenge i should uh, acknowledge that mm-hmm. maybe you should start learning different languages yes definitely i should learn more languages <laughs> your scope for growth <laughs> yes from what you started to what you are now have you seen a drastic change in organizations or in leaders approaching this uh, situation i think my answer is both yes and no because some of them have actually come out and uh, acknowledged that they are going through issues but at the same time there is a huge number of people who are educated who are popular but at the same time very much conscious about the mental health issues again when it comes to hnis the major problem is most of them think that materialistic wealth is good enough for someone to be happy but the emotional connection that matters a lot and which is big miss or big gap in their lives so they do not recognize it in the first place many times they say that i have provided everything for my son or daughter provided her vehicle driver workers laborers everyone was there around them but then i ask a simple question where were you <laughs> then the question is oh i was not there <laughs> so, this is a major problem that both celebrities and hnis are facing that is where something has to be worked what are uh, been your personal learnings by treating so many people in 5 years of years <laughs> yes i think uh, most of the celebrities or hnis for that matter have two selves one is artificial self and second is the original self when i say artificial self irrespective of whatever is happening in their life they have to appear strong happy cheerful and uh, all, all these kind of uh, appearance is what makes them kind of find it very difficult to uh, see the distance between the original self and the artificial self and that is where the whole problem comes with the celebrities or even hnis for that matter i've seen uh, them partying very happily in the outside but within they are deep down they are kind of struggling to live so that is where the challenge is and i have understood these are the major problems and at the same time another major thing that i have understood is or i have learned is the moment you start 
treating them as human beings a lot of issues get sorted then then there so that's why i generally do not watch too many movies because i don't want myself to be a fan of this person and then a therapist i want to be a very neutral person who can see them just as human beings just as my clients and then treat so that it becomes a very uh, clear state for me to be in so uh, that is another learning that i have learned because otherwise it would have been a different uh, place for me to be in apart from that uh, i think uh, once they open up they open up very beautifully it's the initial block that has to be broken once it is like it's it's like opening the flood gate then it is it keeps pouring so <laughs> till then that is the effort after that it is an easy task in the process from what uh, we have seen is that uh, people get attached to the therapist uh, initially when they have an issue they don't want to come near but once uh, they start becoming familiar with you and they start building that bond they don't want to let go of you also so then uh, have you faced such uh, situations where uh, they keep clinging back to you every now and then and they say we want you for ev- sometimes it might be even a silly uh, thing also so then how do you manage uh, such situations yes initially i was not aware of this fact when i started my practice so what happened is uh, one person started clinging on to me to that level that uh, she was uh, she had gone to a uh, textile shop and she was wondering which dress to choose and she ended up calling me akshara tell me what which dress to choose now i cannot be there in this kind of space uh, then uh, in fact i got coached from my mentors saying there is a boundary that we one has to create as a therapist so that they do not cling on to you one secondly as a therapist my focus later on uh, in fact from the beginning itself but uh, i didn't know this clinging impact will happen i want my clients to get empowered by themselves to handle their issues i am not their problem solver i am a facilitator for them to solve their problems so that is the approach that i have adopted after that things have been very very simple and uh, i and i generally do not get those calls later on so yes at that at one point of time people used to cling on to me but later on it it is a very healthy space where they come on uh, scheduled sessions of course if there is any crisis they do reach out but otherwise for these silly things they do not come to me and yeah that is how it goes Mm-hmm. Yeah. so how does your family deal with it uh, um, because your profession is a different kind of uh, profession so of course it will have its impact on your family life as well so how do you deal with it so uh, what i have done is i have made a very strict uh, uh, discipline my in my life in the mornings i generally i do not uh, take calls or take sessions until 11 o'clock i keep it for myself and uh, for family things and so on and uh, later on once i start taking sessions it goes up to 9 o'clock in the night so that is how generally it goes so definitely i in fact what i have also done is in my calendar i block my breaks also whenever mm-hmm. i have a family time that schedule gets blocked so that uh, no sessions get get booked at that point of time mm-hmm. yeah that is how i ensure that uh, there is a, a balance right balance in terms of my work as well as my family 
Okay, so what was the lowest point in this profession or in your life uh, where uh, you felt that uh, you had hit the rock bottom and then you bounced back? Uh, and what has been your learning in this process? In in this profession, I think the initial days themselves are the lowest areas of my career because initially I didn't have the courage to start my own practice. So I was thinking. Let me collaborate with some psychiatrists or psychologists, uh, work under them as juniors and then junior and then learn things and then go ahead. So like this, I was thinking and I approached a couple of therapists, couple of psychiatrists. Nobody encouraged me in any way. Then I was like, how is this possible that I'm not getting any opportunity to work with uh, any senior therapist? Slowly, I, I started Mano Samvada, but there, initially there were days where I didn't have any client who would come for therapies. And uh, once it happened so that I was staying in a PG, when it was the initial days in that PG, so other PG mates used to ask me, you call yourself a psychologist, you sit in the PG all the time, what do you do? <laughs> so this used to be a case. But then as I started building up, I think uh, later on things have moved very well. I feel uh, very much grateful for this universe for uh, giving this opportunity to create impact in so many people's lives yeah uh, that's wonderful and uh, one thing is people who get uh, treated they don't uh, give any kind of because usually if at all you see in any other product or service they flaunt around saying that uh, this product helped me this service helped me they don't mind giving video testimonials but in this case you don't get testimonials also easily nor referrals also easily so how did you manage that yes this is a major problem but at the same time it is an ethical issue as well because uh, as a therapist, we are coming with this ethical guidelines that we are not supposed to reveal the name of the, our claims. So I was very conscious about this fact. But at the same time, uh, I can only say I have treated a Bollywood celebrity. I have treated a Sandalwood celebrity or a Tollywood celebrity. Cannot even reveal their gender. When it comes to referrals, also there is a there, there is a constraint because nobody wants to say I have been to a psychologist. I have got treated. Now you go. So there are two questions. One is to acknowledge that they had a problem. Second is to acknowledge the other person also has a problem. So this is where the challenge is. That is there. But at the same time, some people have been kind enough to refer me. And uh, again, social media is the way for me to, for celebrities to reach out to me. Yeah. So that's how it is. So what is your signature program? So Life Full of Freedom is my signature program, uh, specifically wherein I have uh, intertwined my uh, therapeutic expertise as well as uh, my coaching skills. So what I do is I uh, look at the resistances, inhibitions, self-limiting beliefs uh, or childhood traumas or agonies, whatever it is, I address that first. So then bring the person to the present and then help them create their future. So that is my signature program. Second, I have uh, Netrutvam, which is for leadership. I have come out with 15S formula for leaders, which is a culmination of traits and skills which are required for leaders, which also help them in balancing empathy and assertiveness. I have another signature program called Conscious Parenting, which is making the parenting an easier task and also bridging the conflicts or gap 
in terms of communication between the parent and the child so these three are my signature programs mm-hmm. so you keep having them even on in the online space as well yes yes these are the individual programs leadership happens on a group level also but uh, other things are very personalized customized programs so that we are addressing the core issues that are happening in their own life and they can be free to express all their secrets and uh, get it addressed mm-hmm. so what is the duration of this program so all the programs are 3 months where i take the first month or one and half months to look at the issues that they are going through due to the past experiences then the next one and half we help in creating the future so that's how it is designed so so what has been the best uh, feedback uh, which you have received so far uh, there are many feedback that i have got uh, i would like to mention two one is uh, when uh, sushant singh rajput died one of the celebrities whom was whom i was treating uh, she is from bollywood itself she texted me probably if your sessions were not happening to me you would also have received a similar news about me that this person has died so she was in that kind of edge when she uh, reached out to me so that is one secondly recently treating a model uh, from bangalore she was on anxiety and depression pills for last 10 years but in the last two months she has come out of one of the pills another pill still remains but we are in the verge of closing it in another 2 3 months and it is not just me who has closed the pill but the psychiatrist also has endorsed it so that is where the effectiveness of therapy that comes into picture that and i am a strong believer that a lot of mental health issues do not need medication so that is where my tagline also comes medication without medicine so <laughs> so that is where things have changed and uh, she's also very happy in uh, with my therapies and she's doing very well in her life so these are the two things that have really created an impact for me mm-hmm. so who has been your inspiration personally as a therapist or as an individual <laughs> both <laughs> so as an individual i admire dr abdul kalam a lot in fact i got an opportunity to meet him in person in my fifth standard so that since then i am always thrilled by enthusiasm and energy this man carried all his life in doing things that he uh, envisioned for this country not just for himself as a therapist uh, again we do not get much op- opportunities to see how other therapists are functioning but uh, dr sudhir kakkar's books have been a game changer in my life because that is where i started understanding that psychology is not about reading the textbooks but understanding from different perspectives so i would like to acknowledge uh, my gratitude to these two stalwarts and of course my parents have been great support for me as well hmm. this is just on a lighter note so when you meet a person do you start wondering what is going on in their minds or do you just look at them normally <laughs> no, I, so, so, so the answer is I am a normal person when I am out of therapeutic space. <laughs> yeah, otherwise, it. I mean, in the initial days when I started learning psychology, when I was doing my masters, whenever I meet a person, I would start looking at their body language, 
what is their eye movement what is their hand movements and it was like staring and when it is an opposite gender they started wondering <laughs> this is an embarrassing situation for them then i realized this is something wrong that is happening with me and that is when i trained myself to put on my therapist uh, mindset when i'm in a therapeutic space and put it off when i'm in other setups from what i have heard and read is that uh, maximum number of uh, suicides are committed by psychologists or uh, psychiatrists so how do you uh, see to it that you are not getting affected by you know, all the people because when people come there to you they are at their lowest points and uh, from the energy level it is the negative energy that they are emitting at that space so you transform that negative energy to positive energy but how do you replenish yourself with positivity we are always working in facilitating others to clear up their mess that definitely takes a toll on our health our lives so that is where we have to create a boundary for ourselves while we preach to others that self care is a very important aspect in everyone's life we should start following it and walk the talk that is when we can actually maintain our sanity and uh, kind of become better human beings at a uh, uh, on a regular basis so what i do is uh, early morning i wake up around 5:30 practice my physical exercises yoga and walking jogging and so on then spend some time with myself meditate then also i have learned uh, carnatic classical music i use it for my benefit and my wellness i sing express all the emotions whether it is whatever the emotion happy sad anger everything comes through music so mm-hmm. i ensure that i am in a in an energetic healthy space before i treat any client of mine and in case if i am not there i acknowledge to them that today i am not in a good space can we do the session some other day if it is not an emergency so that ways i have been open because at the end of the day i also have to acknowledge i am a human being i can also have bad times i can also have stressful days so when i acknowledge it it becomes very simple and uh, becomes easy for me to handle my awesome and so what is the best advice you would like to give to uh, budding psychologists <laughs> sure uh, i always encourage uh, any psychologist to read different subjects uh, i should mention here that uh, since i was a upsc aspirant at one point of time uh, i mean aspiring to become a bureaucrat i had got an opportunity to read different subjects right from economy polity uh, history geography and so on and that had widened my horizon and at the same time because i read newspaper uh, other books and so on i can bring out some issue which is related to the client that makes them oh this man understands my world mm-hmm. and that itself is a a good starting point to build a trust and rapport so i suggest every psychologist uh, for that matter has to read many other books apart from something related to psychology so that they can actually build trust and rapport and if that is built then uh, conducting a therapy is a very easy so building rapport is very very important we should focus on that Mm-hmm. Awesome. 
So on a scale of 0 to 10, how do you rate your sense of humor? I am uh, I am a I am a silent killer I should say in general I I appear very serious but uh, some of the humors that I crack people uh, wonder how this person uh, is uh, having this kind of sense of humor so I would rate it at uh, six or seven. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Awesome, <laughs> great. So uh, with this. Uh, we almost come to the end of this uh, brilliant conversation that we were having and uh, great insights. So if people want to reach out to you, how do they reach out? Uh, they can email me directly. That is uh, A-K-S-H-A-R-A-D-A-M-L-E at Manosamvada, M-A-N-O-S-A-M-V-A-D-A dot com. So it's a little longer uh, email, but if you connect my name and my company's name, it's the easiest one. Mm-hmm. And they can also reach out to me by uh, phone call or WhatsApp. Sing me on 866-066-9982 with country code plus 91. Message is preferred so that I can answer their queries and issues. I am present in Instagram, Facebook, LinkedIn, YouTube, everywhere. So these are the other modalities that uh, they can reach. So just typing your name on uh, social media will lead uh, yes, your yes. handles. Absolutely. Google mm-hmm. is the best uh, <laughs> finder. Awesome. So as we come to the close of this conversation, any other thing which you feel uh, might add value to this conversation, please feel free to add. Uh, I think uh, we, we as individuals might go through any kind of psychological issues at any point of time. Uh, whatever we might have achieved in the past, still there could be some difficult situations or circumstances for us. So we have to be mindful of that. Reach out to therapists, whoever it is, whoever you are comfortable with, so that you address the major problems. And I always say, postponing the problem is not helping in any way. Rather, you will get ready to pay a bigger price for postponing it. So instead of postponing, get it resolved then and there so that you can lead a better and life which is full of freedom. Awesome. So before we close, I have just one more question. Since you are a celebrity psychologist, are your uh, fees also as big as the celebrities? I look at it in a different way. What is the value that I add for them? Accordingly, my fee structure is also designed. So when the value is bigger, definitely the fees is also. thank you so much it was wonderful chatting with you too and gaining all these insights about uh, mental wellness and uh, how to be approached (laughs) and be approachable also both the ways it works uh, as an individual so i think this will add a lot of value i learned a lot in the process thank you so much thank you so much it was wonderful speaking to you i think a lot of thought-provoking questions which I had never answered in my life, have come here. Thank you so much. I thank Mr. Akshara Damble from the bottom of my heart for this amazing and engaging insights about mental wellness and mental fitness. So here are my top three takeaways. My first takeaway is that a lot of mental health issues do not need medication. What a relief. So do not postpone any issues which is actually bothering you from within. 
my second learning is that keep constantly observing yourself and keep checking if you're off track from your day to day activities my third learning is that emotions make people human along with materialistic wealth emotional connect is important for mental fitness and to be happy from within thank you so much for these amazing insights never lose out on an opportunity to learn about cultivating your inner strengths on dream 100 show we strongly believe that life is just a play we win some we lose some we miss some and we mess with some so enjoy your journey and play to the fullest thank you so much for listening to this episode of dream 100 show and now make a smart decision of taking the next step towards building your trust and your dreams don't forget to subscribe to dream 100 show and leave a review on apple podcast share your biggest takeaways with us and follow us on linkedin facebook and instagram for more details shoot an email to us This is Savita signing off and catch you soon in our next episode.